welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Painted with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Dr. JJ Peterson of StoryBrand and Business Made Simple. He is Donald Miller's right-hand man and co-authored a book with him called Marketing Made Simple. This episode is brought to you by Fresh Coat, Paint Care, Rustoleum Brands, and Nice Job. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I'm your host. Welcome, welcome to the show today. I am super excited. Um, you know, you guys know, uh, if you've been listening for a while, you know, every now and then I bring up uh, this story brand thing. And, and uh, in terms of talking about marketing and positioning yourself and all this, and I have a very special guest. I have Mr. Or, no, I'm sorry, Dr. J.J. Peterson on, who is Donald Miller's, I would say he is Donald Miller's right-hand man. He co-authored the book, Marketing Made Simple. He uh, is on the videos. If you if you know about Business Made Simple, um, the, the, there are tons of courses and stuff like that. I'm so excited to have him on the show today. Um, so yeah, yeah, do not, do not skip to the next episode on this one. You are going to love this episode. It is going to be so helpful to your business. I promise you, the story brand framework changed my life. It helped me, uh, you know, it helped me double my income. It helped me double business. I mean, I'm telling you, this stuff is so, so powerful. It's so clear and simple. And if you've read the book, uh, Building a Story Brand, um, you are familiar with the concepts. And this J.J. Peterson, he is the head of Story Brand. So he leads this out. Great conversation coming today. Before we get into that, I want to give a couple announcements. Um, for one, if you are uh, wanting to listen to the show or watch the show, okay, if you want to watch a show, of course, you can download our app, PCA Overdrive, where you'll get this show and 400 plus hours of video content. It's only $5.99 a month if you're not a member, and it's included in membership if you're a PCA uh, member. So go to PCAPaintNet.org to download it or find it in the App Store. Tons of great video content there, uh, ways to train your paint tr- crews, things that you, you know, learning about business, so much valuable content there. Also, you know, we had our expo in uh, back in March, and a lot of the video content from that show uh, is going to be on Overdrive. So definitely make sure you head on over to PCAPaintEd.org and download the app. A um, couple other cool things that were announced, jobs.pcapainted.org. If you are looking to hire right now, which I know a lot of you are, uh, you can list your job online on our on our job board and you can leverage Viva HR and expand your post to over 50 plus job boards. Tons of great things, tons of benefits coming out of PCA. And when you do make that, find that perfect hire, you know, you got to give them some bennies to get them to stay around. Okay. PCA medical benefits.com. Uh, go check that out. All right. So, you know, when I was, when I was contracting, um, I, 
desperately wanted to stand out from the crowd. And at the time, um, you know, I had that art background and, you know, the, the, as the story goes, I was, uh, I started my business while I was in college, while I was in art school and all of my customers were, um, you know, asking me for advice on color and, uh, and, and I developed a talent for it. And so for a long time, my differentiator became, um, color consulting that we would help you, uh, with your color. And that helped us to stand out. But here's the deal paint contracting painters, uh, you know, you go to the store, you, you see the different crews out there. And the reality is, is that for the customer, every single person is saying they do a good job. They use, you know, the best techniques. They're the best painters, yada, yada, yada. Um, unfortunately, it's a little bit of a commodity. Like most service businesses are kind of commodities. Um, you don't know what difference you're getting until after you get it because of the service, you're not getting the cert, you're paying that down payment before you actually get the service. And so if you're going to an estimate and that's all they've seen from you, that's all they know about you is that they just, they got your number from Sally and, and Sally said, you're okay. And, uh, but then they got two other estimates and, you know, now you're just one of many. And, you know, look, I, pay attention to a lot of a lot of painters and I know you know what you guys are doing online I see it and a lot of times the presence that you put online has kind of the same thing it's you know how do you how do you really stand out and there's just so much noise on the internet and, it, and it's not even standing out uh, you know compared to other painters it's just standing out in general you know people are scrolling through their phones uh, I, I can't remember how Somebody told me how many feet of uh, scrolling people do a day. It's something like 300 yards or something. I mean, it's like ridiculous. It's multiple football fields of scrolling that we do. And you have to figure out how to slow the scroll. You have to figure out how to get people to stop and see your message. And if your message isn't clear, then you are part of the noise. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to differentiate ourselves using the story brand framework, which I have used in, in my own business and companies that I run marketing for. And the bottom line is that when you get to a clear, concise message, you will win. You will make money. As they say often in story brand, if you confuse, you lose. And we don't want to do that. So let's go ahead and bring on Dr. J.J. Peterson to the show. Welcome, welcome, J.J. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So, J.J., you you work with a ton of small businesses. Now, you know, I, I did this story brand certification several years ago. I went to the event. There were uh, hundreds of people in the building um, some of them business owners, some of them going through the guide, you know, training program um, and all of them, you know, the vast majority of them small businesses. And it was clear that we all had the same problem, which is that we just didn't know how to talk about our business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we get to work with thousands of customers a year and I just see it over and over because like you, so many people who are building businesses did not go to school for marketing. 
right? Like you didn't, you, you I'm assuming you went to art school or art, yeah. back, you know, you said you had yeah. an art background. So then you all of a sudden get in a position where you're growing your business. It starts from like, oh, you talk to a few friends and you're working for a few people. Now you're like, oh, how do I actually grow this to something that's going to sustain me and my family and also solve more problems for more people that are out there? Right. And you go, but I, I never went to marketing. And so you start guessing at what you're supposed to put out there because you look at everybody else. And mm -hmm. what ends up happening is you start sounding like everybody else. And right. you just like you exactly like you said in the intro, you got to slow the scroll. I love yeah. I love that line <laughs> because we are we're all so busy. And I think, you know, one of the statistics, depending on what you read, is that people now receive 5000 commercial messages a day. Ooh. And I, I know that that has even gone up in the pandemic with yeah. social media because most people are in their phones more than they were right. before. So I'm sure that number has even gone up in the pandemic. So 5,000 commercial messages a day. Now, think about for your listeners, of those, maybe they're also then receiving if they're have they been searching for somebody to paint for them, to fix their house, to do interior, to do a mur mural, they're searching for somebody online. Well, that means they're going to get some targeted ads. Mm -hmm. So then in that case of those 5,000, they may in any given day, see 50 to a hundred advertisements for painters. Mm -hmm. So you're right. You're not just competing against the world, the 5,000 world, but you're competing against other painters and you want to stand out in the market. And if you're just guessing at what marketing should be, or just kind of throwing words against the wall to see what stick, you're going to be wasting so much time and money right. figuring out what that is. And in reality, the, there is a way to break through the clutter and the noise. And, yeah. and that's the thing that we kind of what I love so much about what StoryBrand does is we get to give people this tool, this uh, help them see things just a little bit differently mm -hmm. that helps them create marketing that is easy to create first off and works. I yeah. mean, just very simple. I mean, after working with thousands of companies, it does. And and I was in that same spot, kind of like you. I yeah. I actually, I, a little bit different. I did have a background in marketing. I had mm -hmm. taught, I did marketing for a couple international nonprofits working all over the world. Yeah. Um, I also had a degree in communication. I taught communications. And I had, uh, I lived in Southern California when I met Donald Miller, he and I yeah. became friends and um, I had just sold a reality television show to a production company oh. as you do in Southern yeah, California. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> when you live in Southern California, as you do. Yeah. Right. And, um, and Don was like, Hey, I'm, I'm starting this, this new thing called story brand out in Nashville. Um, would you want to come out and just brand your television show? And there was part of me that was like, Oh, cute it's cute that you yeah. are trying this new thing i've been doing marketing for 20 years i've been teaching right. marketing at a couple universities yes i'll come out and see this little thing that you did and as soon as i came out i like you said you're you're it changed your life it changed my life yeah uh, because and and here's I, I immediately was in i was instantly like this everybody needs to hear this everybody needs to understand this because i was that person who sat at a blank screen on a computer and said what do i write on my website what do i write in emails right i mean i was that person yeah so I came to StoryBrand and I heard Donald Miller talk and his the biggest paradigm shift for me was that when people are creating marketing, 
when you are sitting down and creating the story of your brand, you need to understand a couple things. One, there's so much noise in the marketplace that people are, de- are not going to pay attention to you. Like they're, yeah. they're actually, our brains are actually designed to not pay attention to you because we, our brains are designed to focus on information that yeah. helps us survive and thrive. Right. Right. Like, if, if I was in a room with all the people who are listening right now, if we were in a stadium, I could say, how many people know how many chairs are in this stadium? And mm-hmm. nobody would raise their hand. And if I said to everybody listening, all right, how many people know where the exits are? Every mm-hmm. single person in that room would raise their hand. Right. Because our brains, in, whether we know it or not, is always looking for information that helps us survive and thrive. And because of that, we wake up every day, every person listening, we, we all wake up every day as the hero of our own story, right? We mm-hmm. want to win every day. Mm-hmm. We're looking for yeah. information that's going to help us win, survive, and thrive. And so when you understand that when you're creating messaging, the people that you're connecting with are designed to tune out information that does not directly contribute to their survival and thriving Mm -hmm. and does not, if your message also does not make them the hero of the story, they're out. They're gone. They're just gone because they don't have time and messaging that doesn't do that, that doesn't focus on the customer is the hero and doesn't do so in a way that shows them how your product can help them survive and thrive. They will keep scrolling. They're yeah. done. Yeah. And the way to fix that is story. Yeah. So I, I do feel like this is a big paradigm shift that, that people, you know, have to go through this idea of making the customer, the hero of the story, because, you know, and, and it may be my, you know, be prior to this, I was thinking, you know, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm going to paint this house and I make everybody's ha- you know life happy and they're going to be like oh yeah totally I do. <laughs> uh-huh. you, you know it's like HGTV you're like you know chipping <laughs> a lot of games in one person you know uh uh-huh. you know I think that I would think that, that I'm trying to be the hero but but yeah. fundamental at the at the core of the story brand messaging it is flipping this on on this head the customer is the hero yeah why why well it's so if you think about it this way like i said if we wake up every day and i'm and we're the heroes of our own story right like i wake up every day and there's problems i've got to overcome there's things i'm trying to accomplish i am ultimately the hero of my own story even if i'm not being selfish right i'm the hero of my own story so if i wake up as the hero of my story and a company wakes up and they are the hero of their marketing story, the hero mm-hmm. of their story. Now we're in competing stories, right? Mm-hmm. We actually are competing against each other because if I'm the hero of my story, I'm trying to win. If you're the hero of your story, you're trying to win. Therefore, you know, what it breaks down to in just economic terms is me winning means I need to get a better price out of you. You need to give me a discount. Now I've won. And so when you position the customer as the, as when you position yourself as the hero, then, then basically the customer goes, well, I need, they're trying to win. I'm trying to win. I need to beat them. So I need a better price. I need a better deal. I need all of that. If you instead position yourself as the guide in the story. So in every good story, like every movie you've ever seen, the hero 
is always they're struggling with something. They're kind of up and down. They have a lot of insecurities and they need to try to figure out how to win the day. You know, Luke Skywalker needs to destroy the empire and Katniss right. in Hunger Games needs to win the Hunger Games. Right. And we know that they actually can't in the story win it on their own. And right. so there's always this character that comes into the story called the guide and yeah. the guide is the wise sage who has been there done that so yeah. for Katniss it's Hamish. for Luke Skywalker it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda in Lord of the Rings Frodo has Gandalf right there's always mm -hmm. if you think about it every movie has this character right. and the guide is not the guide is the strongest character in the story but they're not the main character their job is to help the hero win the yeah. only reason they exist in the story is to help the hero win well, when companies can understand that their role in their customers' lives is to be the guide, the person who helps their customer win, because they have the experience, they have the emotional connection, they understand what the customer is going through, so they know their pain, but then they also have helped other people win, they yeah. have the way forward, then they can play the guide in the story and help the customer win. When you do that, when you create marketing that positions your customer as the hero, not only does it, I think, feel better as mm -hmm, a company because mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. not competing against your customer. You're literally only there to help them win. Right. It, it, for those of us who don't feel like we're marketers or like don't like to sell, we don't consider yeah. ourselves salespeople, this helps us to be able to, it, it really just kind of takes the burden off of like, I don't have to sell anything. Right. My job is to help my customer win. So if all of my marketing is about their story and they're the hero, I'm no longer selling anything. I'm inviting them into a relationship where I get to help them win, period. That's right, yeah. And it helps me a ton. Um, and the other part beyond that, so beyond the just like kind of releasing some of that stress as a company, as somebody who maybe not like to sell or market, is that when you position your customers, the hero in your marketing, what you're doing is cutting through the noise, right? It's kind mm -hmm. of what we talked about just a minute ago yeah. is that there's all this stuff out there that says, buy this, this is great. You're, you know, yeah. this is yeah, where yeah, the yeah. best. Da, da, da. And when you make the story about the customer and they're the hero, then their brain is actually tuning in to go, Oh, this can help me win. This yeah. is going to help me survive and thrive, which means then it cuts through all the clutter, cuts through all the noise and stands out in a very crowded market. Yeah, I uh, I mean, so so with my role at my at my company, uh, Folia, I get bombarded with uh, sales messages, especially on uh, LinkedIn, and they all want to help me solve the problem of my job, which is, you know, growing revenue. And I'm like, I don't need your help. I can solve my own problems, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's my mental, like they, they understand this aspect of, okay, you got to talk about somebody's problem, um, but they always jump into how I can solve it for you. And, and my, I, my mind always goes, I can solve, I can, uh, you know, that's my job. My job yeah. is to solve this problem, right? Yeah. Like, I don't need to, I don't need you to do this for me. You know, it's like, I, you know, I sometimes imagine what it would be like to try and, you know, sell somebody a, a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich service. You know, it's like people could solve that problem pretty easy. <laughs> Anybody, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Bill Gates makes his own PB and J's. You know, I don't think he's like, you know, got the got the butler making the PB and J. He probably yeah. just goes in and makes it. You know, there, there there's so many 
services where people, their first instinct, because, uh, you know, it's, it's the survival thing, right? And part of surviving is um, it's, it's conserving resources, right? And any time that you present an expense, that is uh, an affront to the, the conservation of resources. And so if they're it, just out of survival, they're thinking to themselves, well, how can I solve this problem on, on my own? How can I do this myself? And if that's their mentality, like, you, you know, you're not just competing against other paint contractors, you're competing against the, cu the customer trying to do it themselves. And so what I love about this, uh, this shift in, in mentality and this mindset is that, no, we're not, we're not necessarily trying to uh, completely remove the problem solving, but we're here to assist and to guide you through it. And if that means using our services, then great. Uh, here's how you buy. <laughs> but along the way, here's here's how you do it. Here's, uh, you know, the, here's the, 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 the steps, the plan. And you kind of, especially in, in, in trades, if you give them a little more work than they actually want to do, they might get into it and think, oh, gosh, I, I thought that I was going to be able to do this on my own. Now I'm in trouble. And who are they going to call? They're going to call the person who guided them through the process, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, talking about that problem, I mean, when I get messages on LinkedIn from people who are trying to do business with me, first off, let me just say for anybody out there, uh, so my name is JJ, and I always can tell whether they actually wrote it or whether it's a bot by if the second J is small, right? Like, so immediately, like, I'm like, well, this is like a computer that's trying to spell JJ. Literally, computers can't spell JJ. Yeah. So that's always annoying. But then secondly, they come in and go, hey, I've got this great product that's going to help you. And it's like, you have no idea who I am or no idea what I do. <laughs> so you look yeah. at like two things on my on my profile, and all of a sudden you think, that you can help me or that I will buy your services. And I'm not going to, because you're not actually addressing the real problems that I'm experiencing. And yeah. that's really key. It's something I'll, I'll talk about the whole story, understanding what story is in a second, but really if pe as people are listening, the main thing you need to understand about how to cut through the noise and connect with your customer's story is understand the problem that you solve for them. Mm -hmm. and be able to articulate that very clearly. If you can do that in your marketing, then that alone will help you stand out in the marketplace. Just that. And when you're looking at identifying what problem you solve, you really want to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty of what mm -hmm. you do, right? So mm -hmm. in, the, in the painting world, let's say you are a house painter. Mm -hmm. The problem is not... When, if you want to stand out in the marketplace, the problem is not you need your paint. You need your house painted. Mm -hmm. Everybody can do that. Right. That's what the customer wants. So we identify what the customer wants and say, you need your house painted. What the mistake people will make in that is they will make that the problem. So they'll say the right. problem is you need your house painted. No, no, no. They mm -hmm. want their house painted. Now what we have to do as a company is identify what problem do we solve that helps them get their house painted. So is it that painters, you know, that they need it painted quickly? Is it that they need the right colors? Like what you're talking about, like, mm -hmm. do they need color consultation? Do they need, um, do they need a mural? Do they need like, what is it that 
actually you solve that gets them the house and mm. when you can uh, the house painted so when you can identify that and really narrow it in one it starts to differentiate you in the marketplace because you solve a problem a little bit differently than maybe your competitors mm. but let's say you actually do solve a problem that all your competitors solve when you articulate it in the marketing clearly and you mm -hmm. talk about your customer's problem over and over and over again then you also are still going to break through the noise and stand out in the market because you're the only one really articulating it that way. Yeah. Because you're creating a clear story that customers will listen to when before they don't have time to like guess what problem you solve. Right. You actually have to state it in your marketing. So identifying what your customer wants, then identifying the actual problem you solve for them that gets them that mm -hmm. is those are really the first two steps of standing out in the marketplace and making making it about your customer, making the story about your customer and making them the hero. Yeah. So, so I have, I have some questions about this because I, I feel like there, there are areas where I've gotten it right. And there are areas where I've gotten it wrong in the past. When I'm, when I'm thinking about what they want versus what the actual problem is, um, you know, my mind goes to the problem behind the problem, right? That why, why the motivation between, behind getting their house painted why do they want to get their house painted you know is it that they want it to look nice is it you know is it a reflection of who they are do they entertain people do they um you know do they have uh, an aversion to shabbiness and and you know are they sensitive to different colors you know i'm trying to get you know at the to the the one level down and then i'm also kind of looking at like what are the events that are instigating them wanting to you know did they just purchase the home and and they feel like they can't it uh it's just not going to look like their home unless they put their you know touch on it or um you know like all these i'm i'm trying to go you know a, a layer below but i also feel like sometimes i've gone like too far right so so with my with my previous company uh you know it was all about color and it was about getting and because what what I identified from uh, uh, Sharon Williams, uh, the, 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 the VP of, of marketing, Jeff Winter mentioned this at a, at a conference. He said that 50% uh, of people don't move forward with painting because they're stuck on the color choice. And so my thought was like, oh, gosh, well, if they're stuck on the color, I can help that. Right. And and I feel like I kind of went too far because uh, my marketing kind of became more like an interior design blog. And I was, you know, it was all tips on color and it was all, you know, it was all about th these things that I didn't, some of it was stuff that I didn't actually even do, you know, like reposting an article about feng shui and, and, and all this. It's like, I don't actually do feng shui. Um, so, so how, how close do we need to get to this, to, do we need to stay to this want of, I want my house painted? Yeah. Well, to answer that question, I love the question, first off, because you're tapping into a whole bunch of things here. And so to kind of answer this, let me go back a little bit and explain a little bit of why story is valuable. Understanding yeah. the principles of story is valuable in just telling stories, but also ultimately in your marketing. So story is based in formula. And this formula goes back thousands and thousands of years. Aristotle and Plato really were the, 
people who started studying story and its impacts on culture. Like they would argue that the best way to change culture, the mind of the masses is through story. And they kind of even break down how to do that. And those kind of principles have been honed over the years, over the thousands of years, and even now are honed every week in the box office, right? Movies really get this down. And so there's, they're really there. If we're writing a screenplay, there's a whole bunch of other rules, but really all stories have seven elements to it. The rule of stories, there are seven things you have to have in a story for it to be a good story Mm -hmm. and to impact people. And they are this. The first is that you need to know what a character wants. So in a movie, in the first nine minutes, it actually is based on that. If we go beyond nine minutes in a movie and we don't know what that character wants, we're Mm -hmm. out. So it, and it has to be one clear thing. So, right. Jason Bourne needs to know who he is. He wants to know who he is, right? Wants to know his past. But if in that movie, Jason Bourne also wanted to open a cupcake shop and train for a marathon and get the girl and adopt Mm -hmm. a cat, like we're out. It's too confusing, too overwhelming. So you need to know what the character wants and it needs Mm -hmm. to be clear and obvious. Yeah. Then the next element of story is the main character needs to encounter a problem. And that problem has to get in the way of what the customer wants, right? So he, so in Jason Bourne again, Jason Bourne wants to know who he is, but there's this, the problem Jason is- Jason Bourne again. It's, yeah, uh, Bourne it's, again. It's a Christian spinoff. <laughs> it is. Of the Bourne. That needs to be the next film, <laughs> Jason Bourne again. Oh my gosh, they'd somebody steal that and make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the CIA or the secret service group or whatever, the secret group is getting in the way, right? Yeah, right. And then on top of that, so- He doesn't know who he is. There's these people who are keeping him that from him. And then there is some kind of internal, like he, it it makes him wonder something about himself. This external problem that he's experiencing makes him wonder something about himself. And this is really key in movie making. Um, It's called external and internal problems. Mm -hmm. And you touched on this a little bit. So that's why I wanted to bring it up is that, Basically, in any movie, there is this external problem that's getting in the way of what the hero wants, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there's often like a bomb that's going to go off. That's like in 24 hours, the bomb's going to go off. We have to defuse it. Mm -hmm. Well, 99.9% of the audience that's watching this movie has probably never had to disarm a bomb, right? Sure. <laughs> like, and yeah, so you go, all right, well, how then does an audience who's never disarmed a bomb connect with a hero who's trying to disarm a bomb? Mm. The writers bring in the internal conflict, the internal problem the hero is going through. Mm-hmm. So that means that, you know, the bomb is about to go off but internally they doubt themselves because the last time they tried to disarm a bomb, they blew up their dad or people died. Right. So the hero is dealing with this like internal struggle of, I'm not sure I have what it takes. I'm insecure. I'm overwhelmed. Okay. Everybody in the audience can identify with those feelings of feeling insecure, overwhelmed, doesn't have what it takes. Right. Okay. Let me, so, Go ahead. JJ, let me, yeah, let me make this a little tangible then. Um, yeah. You know, let's let's bring it from, you know, from born born identity into to the painting. Right. Yeah. So if if I'm a homeowner and I want my house painted, there is an external problem in my way of why I can't do it myself. Yep. Right. It's 
And what are those things? No, like expertise, knowing how to yep. do it. Time. Uh, time. Um, age is a factor. I've, I've met yep. a lot of people who they're like, I used to do all my painting, but I just, I'm just too old to do it myself yep. now. Safety. Uh, safety. Um, there's, uh, I've, I, there are also people who don't, they, they never, they would never even attempt to try it, but they have called other painters in the past and have gotten burned by poor experience. Yep. And so there's a little bit of reluctancy. Um, you know, they're like choosing and knowing how to decide which one to pick is a, is a problem. And I think that all of those things, you know, let's take the age one, for example, that internal problem is, you know, I mean, that's, I'm getting old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, there's, they self doubt, right? So the yeah. internal problem really then is self doubt, right? So maybe the external problem is that it's safety. Like when you, cause you wouldn't mm -hmm. want to say, Hey, you're old. So you can't paint your house. <laughs> you wouldn't want to say that in your marketing, right? Getting old, hire yeah. painter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you might say something like, are you worried about safety concerns? Or are you worried about, you know, expertise or something like that? Sure. And then, and that's really still the external problem, but the internal problem is that, well, no, the external problem might be that they don't have the expertise or something like that, but because they're older, they're worried about safety. And that's mm -hmm. like the internal, they're worried, mm, right? Mm -hmm. So in the same way it works in movies where with the audience connects with the story because of the external and internal problem working together, it is the same in your marketing. Yeah. So let's even just say me, right? Like, so let's say I need my house painted. If I'm not embarrassed by my house or I'm not overwhelmed at the prospect of painting my house, I'm not mm -hmm. hiring a painter to do it. Right. 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 Because right? people don't, they go shopping to solve an external problem, but they make buying decisions based on internal problems. Uh. So as a company who does paintings, what you need to identify is what's the external problem that is getting in the way of what your customer wants. So your customer wants a painted house. What's the, you know, maybe they lack the expertise. They lack the, lack the time. So you name that. You literally say that, you know, painting can take so long and, also, you know, people struggle often with how long they, it takes them to paint their own home and they want to make sure they do it right. So right. we have like expertise and time there, which leaves you feeling overwhelmed or which leaves you feel worried that you're mm. going to miss out or which leaves you that, yeah. right? So when you can tap into that internal struggle that your customer is feeling, mm. you're going to make a stronger connection with your audience yeah. as a market, yeah. right? In the same way I that think story embarrassment is a, is a big one actually yeah. with, with the home, you know, you can't yep. entertain people because you're looking at this huge hole in your wall and you know, it's just uh, your, your house is unsightly, you know, it's just not in a place to entertain people. Maybe, maybe you really want to do that. Yeah. And if you're like, if you're like me and you go, well, maybe I don't want to put like embarrassed in my marketing. So I don't use that word. Like, I don't want to say, are you embarrassed by your home? Cause mm -hmm. like sure, people yeah. might not <laughs> find the opposite word of that and use that in your marketing, be proud of your home, be excited yeah. that you're going to invite people over, show yeah. off your home in a new way. You Got use it. that kind of language. So you use the opposite of the problem they're experiencing. So, so, so those are the first two elements of mm -hmm. story, identifying what a character wants. And in your marketing, you need to clearly identify what it is that your customer wants and name it, mm -hmm. right? That's part of the clarity piece. So people will not stop scrolling because you might say, you know, love where you live. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say we're just being vague in, sure. and we say in our marketing, love where you live. Okay. Are you an interior designer? Do you do feng shui? Do you, you right. know, and it's right. like, are you a home builder? No, no, no. Right. You're a painter. So we need to name what it is in order to be clear in the marketplace, what it is we actually do. Then we need to name the problems that our customers are experiencing so that they say, this is my story. That's yeah. what really helps them identify, makes them the hero of the story. Then in a movie, I mentioned this earlier, the hero can't overcome the problems on their own. So a guide comes in, somebody who can help them win the day. Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, you know, Yoda, yeah, Gandalf. Well, the principle of this for this of marketing is you need to position yourself as the guide in your customer's journey. So how do you do that? The way you do that is with two things, empathy and authority. And that's what positions a guide as a guide for a hero is that they understand what the hero is going through and they also have the expertise to help them win. That's it. Right. So in your marketing, the only thing that you should be talking about yourself when you, when you talk about yourself is with empathy and authority. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about your favorite ice cream color flavor. Don't talk about the fact that you won, you know, a dramatic competition in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. don't talk mm-hmm. about any of that yeah, stuff. Sure. You only talk about that. You understand how overwhelming it is to paint a home. And you've also painted 5,000 homes. Like that's right. it. I mean, you just yeah. period. Um, yeah. Now, you know, for you talking about your art background and things like that, that's authority as well. Right. So you can talk yeah. about yourself. Don't not talk about yourself, but only talk about the things that directly contribute to your customer story. So that's what that's what it looks like to play the guide. Yeah. Then the next thing in story. So we have character, what they want, problem that they're experiencing. They need a guide. And then the fourth thing is that there is the the guide gives the hero a plan a way Mm. to win the day. So in almost every movie, you hear the words like, what's the plan? Or here's the plan. Yeah, (laughs) That's because no matter how outrageous the plot is, if we know as an audience that there is a way forward, they've thought it through, we're we're in. Well, in some of those movies, like the heist movies, I'm not a big heist guy, but and it's probably because of this, like this (laughs) thing that they do, which is like, they explain the plan and then they show the whole thing. It's like, okay, first we're going to, there's a, you know, there's a five layer, you know, burrito that you have to eat. And then you get to that and you're going to have to that, you know, it's all that stuff. And I, I, that drives me nuts, but that's the plan. That's That's the the plan. That's exactly what it is. And it actually is a tool to hook the audience because it shows them there's a way forward. Right. If we just like believe that it was impossible and there's no way to win, the audience actually will tune out. And so it's the same thing in your marketing. You need to show people how easy it is to work with you or how easy it is to get what they want. So what are the three steps in your plan? So, and you need to have this in your marketing. What, like, so somebody wants their house painted. What are the three steps you do? And even if you don't have three steps, make three steps up, (laughs) (laughs) show people that there are three things you do. First, we come and we look at your home and we, uh, and we listen to your needs. Second, Mm -hmm. we match colors to, to your furniture and to your aesthetics so that this is a home that you're going to love. And then third, we paint everything and make sure that we clean everything up when they're done. I mean, now again, every company may do that. But when you say that, when people land on your website and they see that three-step plan, it makes it so they go, oh, okay, 
I mean, literally, yeah. it just that's all the customers going. Okay, that's how it works. Because subconsciously, they're asking that question: How does this yeah. work? Yeah. And you and you tell them now they don't have to worry about doing more research or anything. They're in. Yeah. So character. Well, and what I, I really want to emphasize on on this part in particular is that. Uh, you know, in in the trade, mo the vast majority of contractors ask for a down payment, and that could be anywhere from ten percent to fifty percent. And if you're putting thousands of dollars down before you get served, and sometimes you've got waiting lists that are two, three months out, and if I'm putting thousands of dollars down for something that I'm going to essentially get three months down the road, uh, there is so much fear and anxiety surrounding that purchase that if you don't tell them exactly what to expect and exactly what the plan is, they're, they're not going to give you that money. And, and if they do, they're going to be a, a train wreck from the time that they give it to you all the way to the time that you, you begin the job. And at that point, you, you've kind of, you've already lost because they're already, they're already concerned. They're already high anxiety. The plan gives them that assurance of this is what I am buying. This is what I'm going to get. Yeah, hundred percent. And one of the ways that we kind of illustrate that sometimes we're teaching companies is that, so they're about to make this purchase or about to put a down payment down. And if there's any fog in the way of how the process is going to work, whether they can articulate it or not in their brain, if there's any fog or confusion, they're out. Cause yeah. if you think about it from a movie perspective, like what does fog signify in a movie? scary stuff right yeah, <laughs> like yeah, totally. you know you don't go into the fog like right. and that that's like the human reaction to fog is like there's something i can't see over there and it scares me and there literally may be nothing there but yeah. that's we go oh crap i can't see the down the road there's some fog that's scary what's well, yeah. the same thing in your business if you don't just show them here's the next three steps you're going to take or the next three ways we're going to work together people see that as fog. They're not going to step in. They're not going to make the deposit. Right. They're not going to give you money. Right. And that why that plan is important is because the very next step in the story framework is called action. There's always a point in a movie or in a good story where the hero has to act, right? Like a bomb is going to go off a time, like a timer is going down or, you know, you have 24 hours to get the money, right? There's always this thing where the hero has to act. Yeah. Well, in your marketing, your calls to action need to be clear. We want to give people something to re accept or reject. And you don't want it to be wishy-washy, right? Like in a movie, if all of a sudden Tom Cruise is running through an airport to disarm a bomb and he finds out that bomb may or may not go off in the next six months, mm -hmm. he's not running anymore, right? It's yeah, got to be right. like, this happens now. Yeah. Well, we a lot of times we do that kind of wishy-washy call to action in our marketing. We go, well, if you want to learn more, just give me a call. Or mm -hmm. if you'd like mm -hmm. to, you know, if you'd like me to stop by, let me know. No, you want a clear call to action. Yeah. Sign up now, put in a deposit, save yeah. the dates. You know, you want something Book that the says, estimate, yes. you know, put, you know, pay here. Yeah. Yep. And it doesn't have to be like buy now, but it's what's the next thing that they need to do in order to buy your product. And if it's yeah. get on a phone call, set up an estimate, um, you know, pick paint colors, it, whatever it is that you want them to do next, you need it to be clear. Just like yeah. in movies, you can't have a wishy-washy. The bomb is probably going to go off sometime six months down the road. No, no, no. Right. It's going off yeah. in 30 seconds yeah. and you need to act. Yeah. And so then the last 
two elements of story are what we call success and failure, that the audience needs to know what a happy ending can look like and they want to root for that. And then they also need to know what tragic ending can happen, mm. that everybody mm. could die. And that's important because if there are no stakes in the story, there's not a good story, right? Yeah. Same kind of thing if Tom Cruise is running through an airport and he finds out the bomb is full of baby powder. Yeah. He's not running. Like It's right. like there's no yeah, stakes totally. in that story. Yeah. So we need to know in a movie that things could end, have a happy ending or a tragic ending. And it's the same thing in your marketing. You need to cast a vision. You need to use language in your marketing that shows people what life is like when they buy your product or service. So their problems are resolved. They're going to love their house. They're going to have a great experience. They're going to have colors they can be proud of. Their home is going to be clean. They're going to feel safe. All of those things. That's a happy ending. Yeah. Tra tragic ending is that, you know, if you don't end up hiring this, let's say me as a painter, that you're going to be stuck with a home that's depreciating and not going to sell well on the market. Mm -hmm. You're going to maybe be stuck with colors you don't love. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to mm -hmm. be waiting too long for this process to happen. Right. Yeah. And you want to be able to articulate both of those things. Cause you have to say there's something at stake in the story. You are yeah. what's at stake is you miss out on a happy ending or you may have a tragic ending. Yeah. And so you articulate those. So that's really the seven elements of mm -hmm. story. A character wants something it counters a problem, meets a guide who gives them a plan, calls them to action that results in success or failure. Yeah. And just like that needs to be in your, uh, in any good movie, any good story that needs, you need to have those elements in your marketing. When yeah. you have all of those elements, what that does is, is, is two things. It creates a clear story that your customer's brain can attach themselves to. Mm -hmm. Just like stories in, just like movies have rules, your marketing has rules. And if you miss out on any of those elements or you're doing the wrong elements or those elements are not connected, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. their brain is designed to tune out that story because totally. it doesn't make sense. It's, they're having to work too hard to understand. That's when you join the noise. So that's yeah. the main thing. So one, it creates a clear message and says, this is the story. And yeah. two, it positions your customer as the hero and you as yeah. their guide. And now they need you to help them solve their problem, or you are the best option to help them solve their problem. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I could tell you, JJ, that I've used this framework in uh, blog writing in um in social media posts you know and it especially in painting it's it's so perfect because what i could do is i can take the story of the job that i'm on because there was a homeowner a character they wanted their house painted this is the problem that they were facing right and each one has a different one like i said mm -hmm. sometimes they're just getting a little older they can't climb up on the ladder sometimes you know sometimes they're moving and they have so much on their plate already and they, and they just needed you know to get done and here were some of the obstacles in the house, such as maybe there was mildew or maybe there was wallpaper that needed to be pulled down. You know, there's the there's that external problem. And then I can say and they just if they're moving. Right. And they just didn't feel like this was going to be their home until they did something about it. And so they called us. And look, we get it. You know, we see homes like this all yes. the time <laughs> and, and they're in rough shape. And so this is what we did. And if you document your job, both photo and video, 
then they can actually see the work that you do and they have that assurance that your plan is actually going to work. And that's why I always tell, tell the listeners, don't just do before and after. Do before, during, and after so that they can see the process. They can see it all get done. That's incredible amount of authority. It hits the authority and the plan all in one fell swoop. And then you can say, and this is what the customer, you know, felt after the, you know, after they after we painted their house and you and you take a testimonial of what they said, how they felt. Right. That's the happy ending. And then you and then you call them to, you know, call them to action to get to uh, get the estimate booked. I've used it over and over and over again. It's uh, it when you read those stories, it what what happens is you're like, this is this is what HGTV does. All of their shows are <laughs> yes. story brand shows. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing about it is that you know, for anybody who has had any kind of success in marketing, or anybody who has had great success with like videos and transformational stories. They're already doing this, just they may not know it, right? So, like, if you if you've if you've been right. if you're good at marketing, you are using these elements. It's not that everybody isn't using these elements, right? But what the framework does is it basically gives you a sandbox to play in, right? Mm -hmm. So it keeps you focused because that's what I said at the very beginning. Is so many people feel it feels like they're wasting marketing because they're guessing at all this stuff, and you probably the stuff that worked. You if you look back on, you'll go, oh yeah, it had these elements in yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Well, now when you're getting ready to create marketing or create videos you want to follow this framework because this framework will help you stay focused, have a clear message and position your customer as the hero. So you, you do exactly what you did. You identify what is it that the customer wanted? What was the problem that got in their way? How mm -hmm. did I help them as a guide? What was the process? What was the moment that they kind of woke up the call to action? Yeah. And then what does their life look like now? What pain are they avoiding and what success are they experiencing? That's, yeah, it. that's it. You create a short testimonial video like that and you will see people over and over go, yes, yes, that's my story. That's my story. Even subconsciously, yeah. they're like, that's that's exactly what I'm dealing with. And it's because you followed the rules yeah. and the rules help you stay focused because yeah. we can throw a lot of other junk in to our marketing. And when you do that, it actually creates confusion in the marketplace and creates confusion for your customers. Yeah. And in order to stand out, you need a clear message message that positions your customers the hero yeah absolutely now jj this this has been this has pretty much been a master class i mean you are a doctor so anytime you teach it's a master class uh but you you guys at this at story brand you guys have resources to really dive in and uh and like i said i went through these these courses i go through them multiple times like almost every time I'm working with a new company or a new brand, um, I'm o I always come back to these resources. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about Business Made Simple and uh, and where to where to find out more about that? Yeah, um, you know, so many so many business owners, like we said earlier, got into business because they had a passion and because they had a skill, but they weren't really trained to be business owners. They didn't go to business right. school. They didn't go to marketing school, and now they're stuck having to figure out how do I build this business? And so that's why we created Business Made Simple is to help small businesses with marketing and mission statement and all the different areas that maybe they didn't get trained on in school. And mm -hmm. so um, on the Business Made Simple platform specifically, we have a story brand course. It's called 
it's it's called the story brand messaging course and it actually walks you through how to create these seven messaging points for your marketing mm-hmm. and then we also have a marketing made simple course that then takes those messaging points and shows you how to put it in emails uh websites uh lead generators things like that and so those two courses there's a bunch of others but those mm-hmm. two courses really cover everything that we've talked about today yeah. and that's at businessmadesimple.com and you can you sign up for a uh, a one-year subscription you can obviously we're adding courses all the time so you can stay in it forever but once you have that subscription you have it for a year and you can go back and watch it as many times as you want going over it for any new kind of campaign you're creating, any new product you're creating, any new division of your of the work that you're adding to your business. You can go back over and over and watch it again and create marketing that is really easy to create and works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I would say that if you are working with a, with a marketing agency, um, that is also uh, an opportunity to find uh, to find agencies that are certified in this in this uh, framework. Um, yeah. I, I went through the certification. It was great. Um, you know, I, I uh, I've helped, you know, a handful of businesses through it. Um, so, you know, I what I love about this program is that a you get the you know, you are the hero of this story. And so if you want to DIY it, you can. Uh, but there are also guides in place to help you if you when you get stuck. And it's so it's so worth it. Yeah, we, we call them certified guides. So we actually certify marketing agencies to help people in this framework. So I would still say go and go sign up for Business Made Simple and yeah. learn it yourself so that then even if you're not working with one of our certified guides, you know what they should be saying. Right. When if you're right. paying, if you already have an internal marketer or you are working with a marketing agency, when you know your story, you're also going to save a ton of money with them because you're going to go, nope, you're going to know where they're missing some pieces, give them some advice and then move them in the right direction so that your stuff performs even better. Yeah. So so, JJ, if our if our viewers get this stuff right, if they if they go through and they position their customer as the hero and themselves at the gu- as the guide, what will their life look like? Um, I, I mean, this is actually where I get a little emotional. <laughs> it's kind of a funny thing. I still, I've been doing this for years and I get so even emotional when it comes to this because I, I was that person who was in the spot of going like, I, we don't have, a, you know, when you're working with a nonprofit, you don't have extra resources, right? right. Your, your money. And when you're a solopreneur, when you're a small business, you have, not only is your family relying on your on your business succeeding, but then if you have three or four employees, they're relying on it as well. And so you want to get it right. And when you use the story brand framework, uh, my dissertation was actually on the study of narrative marketing, its effectiveness mm-hmm. and how it worked. And bottom line is, the research shows that narrative marketing works. It's more effective. But beyond that, beyond just like being more successful, being more stable, for me, it's really that internal piece of just like not having to panic anytime you're getting ready to spend more money on marketing. You now get to see it as an investment. Mm. It's not a spend. You know, marketing that works, if if you spend a hundred dollars and it gets you a thousand, then you should be spending a thousand and it should be getting you 10. You know, like once you discover what works, it is an investment. It's not a spend. And I think a lot of us see it, see marketing as a spend and it's not. 
when done well, it's an investment and the amount of relief that that brings. And so when we can, when I get to see that over and over with companies, I mean, we work with thousands of companies a year. And when I hear that their website is now performing better, their email campaigns are performing better, their social media posts, and they'll write in and say, and this year I was able to take my whole family on vacation to Disneyland and take a week off for the first time in 10 years. You know, that's the part for me, the relief of that stress and seeing the, how this works for companies. That's when it brings me so much joy. So I, I just want that for everybody to have that freedom to know that when they're spending on their marketing, it's not a spend, it's an investment and that they can go to bed at night knowing that what they've created actually works and will grow their business. Awesome. Awesome. JJ, thank you so much for being on the show. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, You know, I'm a believer in in the work and the framework, but I'm so, so appreciative of you of uh, taking the time to be on the show today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you backstage. All right. There we have it. Dr. JJ Peterson uh, from StoryBrand and Business Made Simple. Uh, I, you know, look, I, like I said, I'm a believer in the, in the in that <laughs> in the framework. I really am, and that was such a treat for me to to have him on uh, the show today. Uh, I know that for myself, uh, you know, marketing was always one of those things that was, you know, I know that 50 percent of my marketing is working, but I just don't know which 50 percent. <laughs> it always felt like a little bit of a shot in the dark. You test things, you try things. Uh, But having that plan of action and knowing what to do is so, so valuable. So uh, thank you to to JJ for being on the show. Um, I'm going to throw that that, uh, website up one more time. It's uh, businessmadesimple.com. Um, a lot of great courses on there. I just went through the Enneagram course. I found out that I'm a Ennea three, uh, which is uh, which is a fun. Oh, that's a fun one to be. Uh, you know, the, this ooh, it's a trip. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> there's so many great resources for you. I'm so glad to, that you are uh, listening to this show. If you want to rewatch this show, or if you're listening, let's say you're listening on on uh, iTunes or Spotify, and you want to watch the the actual programming. Um, make sure that you watch it on PCA Overdrive, uh, where you get, uh, like I said, 400 hours of bonus content and uh, great things from there. Um, I also wanted to you know, remind you guys that if you are struggling in other aspects of your business, uh, there, are, there are a lot of great resources, it, you know, not just marketing, but if you are you know, struggling with hiring, there are episodes about hiring. If you're struggling about uh, management and, and process and all of that, um, you, know, you could even look at my book, Sprint, uh, which is the Scrum Playbook for Paint, Trade, and Craftsman Professionals, where I apply how software is produced and managed to the to the trades and i'm telling you it's a unique perspective and it works it's simple it's easy it's straightforward and that's the key to all this is finding the easiest way to run your business and make the most money right that's the game that's the game make more money make it easier on yourself if you could do that you will be a bad a contractor out there (laughs) guys i'm so grateful for you for listening to the show um thank you for listening to paint ed paint ed podcasts are produced by the painting contractors association and is made possible by members and industry partners to find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining pca visit pcapainted.org